Hey everyone, this is your girl Anquanise Pleasant, and you're tuning in to the Generation of Curse Breakers podcast. Okay, so what today's topic is is basically um, breaking the breaking the curses of sickness and diseases. Um, today we'll just be basically talking about how we each have dealt with generational sickness or diseases and our mission today is to bring awareness of generational curses and generational choices i definitely feel that sometimes we don't take serious about our health um and i also think that we definitely need to understand our roots understand that things do passed down through our bloodline and we need to take charge of over it and just basically do better as people. So um, I'm going to let Lady Blair go ahead and introduce herself. Okay. Hello. My name is Elder Colita Blair and um, I'm so excited and I thank you for um just invite me because I would love to bring awareness on sickness and diseases and not just diabetes. So sickness period. So I'm I'm so excited to be here and I just wanted to um, let the people be aware of what happens when we don't take care of our body and how our genes, my my genes of my father uh, can pass down through the blood. And so we wanted to talk about it and um, I didn't want to call it a curse, Cause we're gonna talk about that too. Okay. We're gonna call it choices, generational choices. Generational how choices. we can break those generational choices? Cause um, when I was reading the guy's word, cause I know we're doing natural and spiritual, mm-hmm. but when I read guy's word, it tells me in Galatians three thirteen, it said Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, and He became a curse for us. And so if I continue to say I'm cursed, and then He says I'm healed, you know, then I'm contradicting what he says about me. You see what I'm saying? So he says by his stripes, I'm healed. And so I got to walk around knowing I'm healed instead of saying I'm cursed because of my father, my natural father. And so because Jesus trumps my natural father, you see what I'm saying? And so when we come into Christianity, we start learning who we are. And so I know who I am on today. And so I know I'm not cursed, but some things that we go through is generational. Can I say it like that? Yes, you Is can that say cool? it like that. That's cool. Okay, because I... <laughs> no, Break it so down, I'm honey. a generation, you know, part of the generation who wants to break the curse in the Page family. And so I started a non-for-profit organization called Turning the Page on Diabetes. Wow. So with that um, brand, how did you start that? Like, where did they actually come from? Well, one day I woke up and... Um, I was dealing with um, always being tired and always, you know, feeling sick. It's a it's a weirdness when when you're a diabetic, you got to eat at a certain time. You should be on the schedule and stuff. So I was like, my family. I watched my father die. I watched my sister struggle for years. My sister been sick over 25 years, so I watched her struggle. I watched me struggle sometimes because it is just because. I have on a cute pair of jeans don't mean I struggle. I still feel symptoms sometimes. And so what I wanted to do is make the people aware. And so I wanted to start a nonprofit organization to help people meal plan and meal prep 
and exercise and make better choices. I even journal everything that I eat. And so I want to be part of the change of better choices and introduce people to a better way of eating. That's that's all. And then, but don't get it twisted. Now I do have a hamburger every now and then, <laughs> and I love French fries, which I don't have too often because I know you know when you're a diabetic, you got to watch the things. That they're not saying that you can't have them. You got to learn portion control. And so I wanted to be a part of that nonprofit organization to help to have things going forward uh, in 2020 to start having. Uh, different exercise classes at Able Ministries, which is my church and my husband, James Blair, is the pastor. Yes. And so we wanted to open up the door because spiritually, a lot of people are good spiritually, but we three parts, body, soul, and spirit. We had to take care of all of those entities. And so I want to help out with the body part because if our bodies are healthy and good, we can endure the spiritual walk even better. And so we want to take the gospel across the world, not just on Facebook, not just on social media, but we would like to travel across the world. But when we're not healthy, we can't travel like we really want to. So that that nonprofit organization came from uh, just making ourselves healthy. So it's called Turning the Page on Diabetes. And the Holy Spirit gave it to me. And the reason it says Page, my maiden name is Page. And so... I watched so many of my family members pass away. My dad, his mom, I watched her give us a administer uh, insulin when I was a little girl, not knowing what that what that was. And then I watched my dad and I, you know, watched him eat every day decline, you know, from diabetes and um, complications. He died from complications of diabetes. So I wanted to turn that page on that with me, starting with me. And um, my family and anybody who's attached to that bloodline, because we know when we go to the doctor, the doctor says, um, who in your family have this? Who in your family have diabetes? Oh, my dad and my grandmother had it. But all it is, is all he wants to say is, well, it's a risk for you. Not a curse, but it's a risk that you might have it. So let's, let's check out your, you know, your plan. Let's, let's put you on a little diet. You're a little puffy through here. You're a little yeah. overweight. So, you know, you can have a cold and they say lose weight, you know, yeah. everything's lose weight. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so I wanted to let the people know that we got to be aware of, of our genes and our history and, you know, our bloodline. So that's, that's what, uh, turning the diet, turning the page on diabetes come from. From we have to turn not only my family because as I always I always I've been really looking at so much and I was looking at so how many people across the United States is say 2.2 million deaths each year from diabetes. Wow. So you see what I'm saying? So it ain't just the Page family. Right. Or, you know, it ain't just my family. This thing is big, bigger than way what I want to do, but I want to be a part of making people aware. You know, that's just the death. So each year it get bigger. And the reason why it get bigger, we have to uh, do the maintenance part on keeping it under control. So when you say maintenance, besides um, the eating right and the um, exercise, what other maintenance is there? Well, for me, if I can take off my mask, which I don't mind doing for me, when we talk about I talk about health, I talk about wellness, I talk about fitness and people think fitness is that one component of going to the gym and exercising. But being fit is the mental, <laughs> the physical and the spiritual. So that's why it's so important for all the components to come together, because we three 
three in one. You know, mm-hmm. I have one body. And so uh, I have to deal with my thoughts and my mind. You have to cast down imaginations. I got to think of those things which are true, honest, just, and pure on a bad day because there could be bad day. So I even checked in one time. I said, let me, let me talk to a therapist, you know, sort all my whole life out. Cause I have a busy life. I have grandchildren, a first lady, an elder. I have a, a you know, a church and I maintain it just life. So I need to, you know, we go to the doctor for everything else. I go to the doctor for, you know, my primary doctor, uh, for diabetes. We go to all these doctors, but we forget the mental part of it. You, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And sometimes when we sick, that mental can mess us up. And so you got to deal with that part also. So I have to manage my thoughts. I have to cast them down on a bad day. I have to speak life over my body. And, you know, I'm going to hit them scriptures, you know, mm-hmm. so I can bring life back to my body. And so that's another way of uh, managing, um, you know, the diagnosis that we go through. So when I'm sick, I have to manage my thoughts. I have to be happy when I don't feel happy. I have to worship when I don't feel good. So it don't stop me from doing what I'm doing. So I manage it. And so the the gym, that's my number one thing, though, because if, when you go to the gym and I for me, I go to classes. But when I get on that elliptical, it helps me my stress level. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I be like, you take your own stress out on that. So I'm beating up the machine, yeah. you know. So I have to beat up nobody else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I don't have to come home acting crazy because I take all that out in the gym, and so I'm getting stronger. And so when your body is stronger, your muscles are stronger. I just, you know, I don't focus on weight. I focus on my glucose level. I focus on when I get up every morning and check my blood. What what does it look like today? And so when when I, I and the management means okay, I ate late. I have a whole full journal every day of what I eat, my glucose level, what time I ate, you know, how much water I had. And so that's the managed part for me. And that's a lot of work. It is about, uh, outside of you know what the other things that I do. But I have a journal, and each day I write what I ate for breakfast because now I'm eating a balanced meal. And so these last, since the beginning of the year, I've been doing a six meal, uh, me, I'm sorry, a, a six weeks meal plan and meal prep. So I got a bag with me everywhere I go and I'm having a balanced meal. I'm having my protein, you know, at each, you know, for each, um, I eat five meals, uh, three, uh, three bigger meals and two smaller snacks, midday snacks. And so I have them with me everywhere I go. Because I have to maintain it. Because if I don't take my bag with me, I'm going to go to stop at a gas station. I'm going to go to Walmart, Walgreens. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to a vending machine. And so um, when we're fighting, trying to fight these diagnoses, we got to be prepared. We got a plan. And the plan is to meal prep. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And so, so I prep. It's a lot of work. So when I get up in the morning, I'm up getting I have my whole meal plan for the whole day and so I pack for that whole day and if I know I have to bake some or because I ain't get I ain't doing fried I ain't doing sweets I'm just doing a balanced meal no sugar uh no fried I'm doing a lot of grilled I'm doing a lot of vegetables and when you're trying to get healthy you have to have a colorful plate of vegetables of fruit of protein and so um, and there's so many choices of vegetables and there's so many choices of protein. And so that's what I do. That's how I manage uh, what I go through. So how does one identify that they're um, fighting generational choices, as you say? <laughs> um, 
I identified it from sin. Of course, I always talk about my dad. I miss my dad. Um, I saw him. And then again, I saw his mother. And I have some cousins that's on dialysis. And my father was on dialysis. Um, my brother recently got diagnosed. Um, and my sister, um, that's very, very, very close and dear to me. Uh, she's only 57. And I watch her. She's 56. I watch her struggle every day. And so that's that's enough identification yes. on, okay, Cole, you know, you need to do what you need yeah. to do. You need to stay focused, you know, because I want to live a long, healthy life. And I got three grandbabies that I want to see graduate from college. I want to see them get married. I want to be who God called me to be. I want to walk out my destiny. I want to walk out the plans for my life. Can't do it if I don't live. And so I want to live abundant life. But that's how I realized there was something going on in my family. But check this out, dog. I ain't do nothing about it for a while. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I didn't do nothing for a while. I had to make a choice to do something about it. And that goes it. back to the mental state that you yes. were stating about. Because yes. a doctor a doctor can give a diagnosis and we'll yes. just be like, okay. That's how it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. but and when he first told me, when I first found out, um, my my father had passed away, and I was like, I was fearful, um, because of what I see seen in my family. Um, so I did lose weight because I I wasn't thinking about all the other. So I just said, get the weight off, and I'll be okay. But I lost it out of fear. I didn't lose it because my mindset shifted to change, and to uh, balance and just living a healthy life. And so um, now I'm locked. I'm I'm in it for real. I mean, the gym is like brushing my teeth for me. Uh, my bag meal plan is like, every, you know, you get up, you brush your teeth, you wash your face. It's part of my life now. And so um, I'm good. You know, mm -hmm. I, I know some days I'll be like, oh, I want something. But that's when I plan those days of eating healthy and no sweets. My body is like, I want it. I want it. And so I have to shut my body down and beat it. Say, no, nah, we ain't doing that today. That's a choice. Yeah. And so now I got to break that generational choices because, you know, we like to eat. My family loves to eat. Um, We ate fried food. We mm -hmm. ate greasy food. That's what we do. We brown bag. You yeah. know, the grease in the bag, the better the food. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and so um, those are choices that I make. I know uh, Mariah, she's with me a lot. She'd be like, dang, first, I don't see how you do this. I didn't do this. <laughs> she said, we got cake. We got we got all this food here. And I'd be like, I'm good because it's it's a choice that I made to live a healthier life. And then there's days you know, I, when I date, me and my husband go out, he said, let's eat. And I eat and I enjoy my food. But then, but then that next day, I'm hitting back on my my healthy eating. So you just got to learn how to balance it out. Um, one thing I also noticed with um, any sickness or disease, um, a lot of people, because we touched on the mental already, but I want to go back to that. A lot of people don't realize that um, stress can be a number one killer. And what I found out was stress was the one thing. Well, some people may or may not know because I know I have some new followers on here. Um, I was diagnosed in 2014 with lupus. Mm -hmm. um, so that's about a good six, seven years with lupus off and on. Um, one thing me and you were just talking about off of camera is that diabetes doesn't go into remission, mm -hmm. but lupus does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, one thing I kind of figured out was when I stress, 
lupus comebacks. Hey. Um, when I found myself really sick, I also had to go through the um, therapy session because they were finding that some medication that you do take sometimes put you in that depressed mode. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with one of my old mentors and she basically said that um, she honestly believes that what we have around us can sometimes make us sick too. Absolutely. She said cancer can come from cancerous people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also felt like what I learned from me healing and going through therapy and, you know, getting back better and stuff is that I was holding on to so much baggage that sometimes it does cure up, I mean, like not cure up, I want to say um, stir up a sickness or a disease mm-hmm. in you. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to ask you, like, do you think that that can be sometimes the problem with it some is. sickness and diseases? It's funny that you ask because actually, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but my husband's like, I don't, you know, we're going to have this, our house is going to be like a stress-free zone. Because I notice when we go out of town, and I can eat a little more because I'm out of town on vacation. So I eat a little more when I'm on vacation. But my levels are very low in the morning. But when I get home, I better not eat like that because it'll be high. So we know a lot of that is related to my lifestyle, the stress. So we try to keep peaceful home. We know all the time they're going to be peaceful because of our occupation. <laughs> Cause we got we deal with a lot of people, and you know just making sure ministry run well. That's to be stressful by itself. Yeah. And so I notice even when I go to Wisconsin to visit my daughter, I notice that my levels are lower. And then when I come back home, I can eat the same thing, but my levels are higher. And so because I I try to eat at a, a, the same time every day, dip the, dip each meal, and I notice when I go away on our trip, it's lower. And so I know stress has a lot to do with my numbers. And so which I try to keep it, we try to keep our house a stress free zone. Yeah. Because now I'm like, look here, sir, we got to be good with each other. Because <laughs> right. I notice, you know, when we feel in some type of way. You know, my numbers are high. So look here. <laughs> we gotta, you know, we gotta earn everything out. And, and really, uh, and we got this little apostle. I- anything we go through, we gotta forgive quick and we gotta move on. And so we won't harbor all that stuff because you do got cancerous people. But I don't wanna walk around with a lot of stuff. So I wanna just forgive and keep moving for myself. Yeah. Cause you know, that makes you sick when you don't forgive. Yes. And so I, we wanna, I just wanna, you know, deal with things, but let them go and keep moving. Because I, I want to live. And so it's, it's very true. I've noticed that when I get back home and I get back into my regular life, my numbers are, can be a little higher yeah. and better when I'm away. Because I'm resting. I don't got a whole bunch of moving parts going on. Okay. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, that was a really yeah. good point. <laughs> <laughs> so um, most people would deny going to the doctor or even listening to a doctor. They will just say, um, pray and um basically just have no feelings to it. And sometimes we tend to take the spiritual aspects of our lives more serious than the natural. Um, Do you feel that sometimes we only focus on the spiritual and not also focus on the natural? I I, I know some people who do. Um, And and, and prayer is for everything, you know, because I believe in prayer. That's, that's the first thing I do in the morning is pray. But I know that, as I said earlier, 
we got to deal with each component of our life. Yeah. So if the doctor tell me, hey, you need to take care of this, I'm going to do what I can naturally, you know, like, like going to the gym, like eating right, like being stress-free, because that's just one component. But prayer covers everything. But at the same time, they said faith without works is dead. I got to do what I need to do for my natural body, you know, because I can pray all day. And I know God answered prayers. And I know God is a healer. I know he's Jehovah Rapha. I know that he came to heal our disease. I get all of that. But at the same time, Holy the Blair have to take care of a natural life. And I'm praying and believing. I trust God. I'm, I'm, I trust God to the point where I won't feel no symptoms quit soon. You, you know what I'm saying? Because yes. I feel great. I look great. I ain't going about how I look on the outside. I'm talking about my inside. Because I could be flat on the outside and, and still jacked up. jacked up on the inside. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I be, they be like, oh, you look so wonderful. But in the inside, I'm screaming. I'm tired. Because a lot of times the symptoms that we feel... Is I feel nausea sometimes. I feel um, my fingers lock up sometimes, and and my husband think it's so funny. Like, okay, yeah, where where that come from? And so we went to the doctor recently because my my hands was locking up. So when I get up in the morning, my fingers will lock up, and so um, I had to go get an injection in my hand. This is maybe about three weeks ago, and so I'm like, where did this come from all of a sudden? And she said, a lot of people who who are diabetics, their hands, that's called trigger finger. Mm -hmm. And so so I had my hand on the cup of coffee, took my hand off of the coffee cup, but my hand was still folded. Wow. And so, you know, those are the symptoms that I'm praying against. I'm coming against. And, you know, he said I can speak to a mountain and the mountain could be moved. And so I'm, I'm speaking to these symptoms that they have to be moved out of my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when, I, when it takes me a long time to eat, I feel sick. You know, if I'm not on that schedule. So I'm praying about those things. Prayer is always in order. But at the same time, I have to deal with my mental and I have to deal with my physical. And and, and um, just not pray about it. So I can pray all day about it. But what I'm going to do about it? You, you understand yeah, what I'm saying? I get it. I got to do something about it. Yeah, It definitely takes action to do a lot of things. And I honestly feel that um, when we take action and stuff, we also have to be consistent. Oh, consistency is the number one thing I have found out with any anything in life, yes. not just even sickness that, and disease. It's just absolutely. anything with life. I feel that once you show your body consistency, it has no other choice but, but to line, line up. up. Yes, it has no yes. other choice but to line yes. up. And I also take that on a spiritual aspect. Um, one thing I do every morning when I do start getting those symptoms of flare ups or anything, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. say to myself that. My life, my body has to line up with the will of God that Absolutely. he has for me because Absolutely. if God want me to minister today, I can't lay in bed ministering to nobody. It may be Joe across the street I yes. got to minister to. Joe yes. can't come in my house. I yeah. have to get up and get moving. So I feel that with everything we have to be consistent in. Mm -hmm. And with that consistency, we also have to have, like you said, that words to line up with it. Absolutely. In Absolutely. order to keep going. Absolutely. So, so I definitely go. feel that um, with the spiritual aspect of things, um, I take it as a um, a booster. Mm -hmm. That spiritual aspect can boost me into the Absolutely. next level that I'm supposed mm -hmm. to be in mm -hmm. at work, mm -hmm. at school, mm -hmm. at anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I feel that when we talk about the spiritual side, like you said, we do have three parts of us. Yeah. I think that we tend to... Um, Focus on one, focus on two. Mm -hmm. But I have rarely found people do 
three avenues. So, because if I can, this is the scripture I always use, 3 John 2. He said, Beloved, I wish above all that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prosper. That's everything. Yeah. And so that's what he wished for us. And so that means I have to take care of my soul. I have to make sure I prosper. I have to be in good health. So that scripture right there is talking to the whole person. And that's what he wants for us. But the consistency part, my husband believes in that across the board, not just with the uh, six. So actually in October, we would be, we'd be going to the gym Last October 2019, we went to the gym for three years consistently. Wow. Consistently. And a lot of times, you know, it's, it's really to maintain, you know, I'm not trying to be no stick because it's not about, you know, my weight, but I'm trying to keep my cardio going. I'm, I'm, I'm lifting weights so my muscles can be strong, my joints for my marrow so everything can be stronger. And so I maintain it. And so, it's not too many times we we miss, you know. We usually try to go three to four times a week. If we on vacation, we still go whatever hotel. We look first thing we ask is where's the gym room because we trying to you know keep, keep that consistency going. And so it's not too many times in those three years that we just didn't go to the gym. And so consistency pays off. I feel better. I look better. I'm just coming after those symptoms that's trying to hang around. So you got to be consistent. I can't eat right, you know, this month and then go back to what I'm doing. But if, when you start eating a little bit, you got to be really careful because if you you know if if you like cookies and cake and you start eating cookies and cake cookie and cake spirit be like ah uh, you know <laughs> and so you like I ain't eat no cookie and cake today but it be like cookies and cake cookies and cake and you be like I'm gonna just get one cookie and then you know before you know you got the pack sent back you know what I'm saying yeah. and so you gotta be and that's where the choice come from mm -hmm. and so when I when I looked up break it means I gotta interrupt the sequences of the page mm. generation. It, it needs to be interrupted. We got to interrupt the sequence because it's curses and the patterns. You know, I'm, I'm trying to bake, break the pattern, yeah. you know, and, and, and so I said the cycles, it repeats itself. So I don't want Malaya. I don't want, you know, my family. I don't love, I don't want them to be repeating and, and, and doing what I'm doing. So I think if we teach our young people how to eat right now, yes. the lot, it's, it's about eating. A lot, of, a lot of it is about eating and healthy living. Because, you know, every time we have a party, I graduate a party, you know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I got a certificate, a party, birthday party. You know, we eat for everything. Right. So party is for everything. That's how we celebrate, yeah. you know. And so. And it's not just now they used to do that back then like even in slavery uh -huh. times was when somebody like had a baby oh we finna party like yeah. we finna get yeah. our scraps everybody yeah. pitch in we yeah. finna have a party yeah and then this big thing now it's the sweet table oh yeah yeah the sweet table is so the weird no sweet table you know back in the day but this is this is something that i'm learning how to break and it's really hard you know when we ate dinner mm -hmm. after dinner you get your dessert yeah not necessarily so do we need the dessert, but, you, but get you get the dessert. And so now that's my life. I'm like, okay, what's sweet in the kitchen? And so those are things that, you know, I have to interrupt those sequences and those patterns and patterns and, and those choices because I want to live a healthier life. So I have a friend, um, me and her met through school. She's a Chinese person. So when they get done eating their meal, they don't have sweets. Mm -hmm. They have fruit. Say. So, and I always ask, I'm like, why do y'all have fruit? She said, because we done ate all that starch. We ate, we yeah. ate rice. That's yeah. all they eat is rice yeah. and noodles. Yeah, and that's starch. It's a lot of starch. So yeah. she said, our 
dessert is the fruit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, usually when you have like a small part, like um, let's just say, for instance, a baby shower, you know, you have a fruit tray, you have light refreshments, mm-hmm. but then you still have the sweets at the, the end. Mm-hmm. They actually replace that. With and put fruit. with the fruit, so Which the is so fruit, much better. Yeah, and it actually makes the food get mm-hmm. out of you quicker. Mm-hmm. And then I also feel that their culture is, um, of course, is a lot different from ours, but their culture is so um, stuck on tradition, even with their food. So they don't change their food; mm-hmm. they just find better ways to eat it. Absolutely. And I feel like if we were to do that, it would make a big difference in yes. the black community, especially. Now, my older sister, actually, she she always kind of lived that healthier life. My older sister, actually, her birthday is today. She introduced me to the better way of eating. And so last year, she just called me out the blue. Hey, check this out. You know, I want you to try this. And from that, from her uh, saying, try this, it really changed my life. And so it taught me how to eat. It taught me what times to eat my starches. It taught me what time to eat my vegetables because starch is a heavier food. So starch should be at lunch. Mm-hmm. Starch shouldn't be at dinner. So your protein and your vegetables should be at night for your uh, evening meal, for your dinner, because it's lighter. And so your starches are heavier during the day. So your starches you should eat at lunch. You understand what I'm saying? And sense. so I was like, okay. And I can feel the difference now. So when I go to bed, I, I'm not going to bed sluggish. Yeah. You know, and so by, by, so, but dinner ends at 6 30, no later than seven. So it has to be really something we're doing to make me eat after that time. And so for me, by me being diabetic or the diagnosis was put on me, I'm not, I'm not claiming it, but, you know, carrying it around as a label, but, Sometimes I might have to have something, bef- you know, before I go to bed. So it will be that apple. It'll be the berries. And then I found out that I can eat the little snack popcorn and, and it's still good with that. So it might be something like that. But your heavier food should be during the day. And is that to like make you have a like not eat so much? Whether it's food, whether this is because life choices and, and picking curses, therefore choose life. That does, that's way past disease and sickness. That's just life. That we have to make better choices and use wisdom with our choices. Yep. So um, I know you've brought up the um, definition of cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with the cycles and the generational curses, one thing I have noticed is that we sometimes don't tend to dig into our roots. And sometimes some of the choices that we make was a choice that our great grandmother made or our mm-hmm. great grandfather made. Mm-hmm. So with anybody that's struggling with um, any generational choices, what would be something that you will give them to basically break that cycle? Well, I had to kind of uh, really I did a lot of research for me. Mm-hmm. I read a lot. Uh, what what is what what is being what is does a diabetic look like? Who had it in my family? You know, I do a lot of research. I do a lot of reading. And so when they when it, what am I breaking? You know, who had it? Where did this come from? And so you really just do a lot of investigation on who had it. And really, who had it don't matter. Breaking it mm-hmm. is what that matters. Yeah. You know, so you know if I got something going on, I need to break that cycle. Because it's patterns, it's duplicating, we duplicating, you know, the family members is duplicating the same thing. And, and, and my, my my family, the Page family, it was a pattern. You know, I went to the family reunion and I had two cousins 
they were sisters and brothers and we all around the same age, both of them on dialysis. You, you see what I'm saying? And so nephews, you know, oh, I found out I'm a diabetic. And so when you find out all those things, now I need to find out what I'm diagnosed with. How do I help manage that? How do you, you know what I'm saying? And so that's the next step that I think we need to take is doing research on what we have so I can know how to fight. I can't fight nothing I don't know about. Yeah. And so since I need to fight and I want, I don't want to. Uh, to guess what I'm fighting, I want to know what I'm fighting. And so that's that's the big thing is knowing what I'm fighting, investigating. All the time I'm just laying up because, you know, I Google everything now. Yes. You know, and I ask my doctor a lot of questions also. And so since I know what I'm fighting, I can fight better. You know, I can fight this thing. And so I, it, my life won't look like my father's life. My, you know, a lot of times I look at uh, my sister and, and every time I go see her, we, we go to the hospital awful lot and it just messes me up every time I see her and that 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 is that I can get emotional that's make me fight more you know to see a young woman being sick over 20 years that thing messes me up every time you know I, I visit her but she she bounced back it's like okay she ain't gonna make it today she bounced back but to see her fight to see her cry to see her hurt to see her when we go back, you know, me, her and my mom and my sister, we went away and she, you know, she, she, she rode with us for a while. And then I seen her kind of, you know, fall back a little bit. And, um, that, that motivates me, that pushes me to say, we got to turn this page. And so it's, it's just a lot to go with the, the uh, the generational, you know, choices and, and so each generation will have to break it. If I, break, I I'm I'm fighting this thing, I'm I'm breaking this thing. And 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 if I was if I look at the spiritual, it's broke already. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the manifestation to take place in every area of my life. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And so you had a question on here. Mm -hmm. This question right here made me weepy at it. Can I talk about you it? Can go ahead. Let me I'll talk about it. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> you asked me this question, and just me just sitting here. You know, I typed it. It said, would you say, kind of what we're talking about now, mm -hmm. it was the mindset or the previous experience that you see other people go through that made you take a stand? And that's what made me take a stand. But I don't know. You know, my family know that I thought my, my father was the greatest man than any other man in the whole entire world. <laughs> and so I put here, I said, this is what made me really, really stop. And, and do what I need to do. My dad was on dial dialysis and he suffered many of uh, infections. He had a weak heart. Once being the strongest man in the entire neighborhood, a black belt in karate, he had his own construction business. He drove us, you know, people thought we was rich when we was growing up. He drove us almost through 50 states. But when he couldn't do it anymore, that messed me up because I knew that this disease that took over his body and this disease, he wasn't maintaining it. I don't know. You know, I'm not a pop drinker anymore. Every now and then I get a Sprite. But I remember when there's times, you know, I'm not blaming it on. I don't know where it came from or how he got. But I know that he ate till he died. I, I do know that. So, uh, uh. He used to have Pepsi bottles, you know, at the time, you know, in the 80s, 
90s, he had two liters in the 80s. And so he had two liters just lined up by the side of his bed. He had to go to the kitchen no more. And so he drank a lot of pop and he ate a lot of burgers. Just, you know, I love you, Dad, but you ate crazy. And so one time, I, and, and he was really sick. So he's like, well, Cole, can you take me to get some prescription, my prescription? I said, sure. I said, Dad's taking a long time in the store. You know, I said, let me go check on him. Because he was he was kind of, you could see him declining at that time. So I walked in the Walgreens. That joker in a candy section <laughs> with about four bags of candy. And he had it gripped like this. And I said, Daddy. And he jumped. He couldn't do nothing but laugh. You know what I'm saying? I said, I thought you was good. Prescribed. She's talking about, you know, this candy for the grandkids, you know. <laughs> and so he did eat bad. I, I promise you he ate bad. But when I saw that thing, you know, turn for the worse. So my dad uh, worked at Caterpillar for years. And then he built houses. He poured concrete. He built patios. He painted. He can build a house. He can, he built our house. He made our, enlarged our house. But he came and painted my whole house that I'm in now. Put up all the fi light fixtures. Put up all, now, you know, I could see him through my house. He put up the towel in the kitchen. And then for him to not be able to do that, he couldn't do that anymore. But the worst thing that really made, made me know I had to do something about it, because not only he could come over anymore, he couldn't call me anymore. Mm -hmm. He couldn't just say, hey, call my number and check on me no more. So I knew that this disease was bigger than he was because he was the biggest man in the whole wide world, you know, even on the whole block. And so when he couldn't work anymore, he couldn't check on me, he couldn't visit anymore. And the tables had turned. And instead of him taking care of me as he did, I was taking care of him. Wow. And so I got real emotional <laughs> writing this up. And so the functions that he used to, the way that he used to function, he, he don't, he didn't function like that anymore. And so it, it gives me a stronger will. It makes my will stronger because I know he had so much still more in him to give. I know he had more houses to build. And he, actually, he was an elder at his church. I know he had more sermons inside of him. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I do think he died prematurely from not changing his choices. And so uh, it is. It's a mandate for me to do, keep doing what I'm doing. It's a mandate for me to be consistent. It's a mandate for me to go to the gym. It's a mandate for me to not overeat and, and have big portions. That I have to do it. I have to uh, break the choices that you know we saw growing up. And it's so funny because I know it's I know I have to do a lot with food that make our numbers go up. So for Thanksgiving and Christmas. We have this cranberry salad, mm -hmm. just off the chain cranberry salad <laughs> that my great grandmother's sister made. So this this recipe, Jasmine even make it now. So this recipe is generational in my family. So I'm like, I don't care, I'm eating this. So Christmas, I kind of ate what I want. So my brother, I, I wasn't at the party at the Christmas at I, I, at that Christmas party. So he brought it because he know I eat this for Christmas. It shot my sugar off the roof. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it, was, it was just that. It was hiding it ever been. But that's what we ate. Now, if I weren't really watching, I would have had a bigger bowl. But that was a small bowl. 
Wow. And so, like, I can get up in my in a, at my read, my glucose would be like 110, 115, 120. If I eat late, it depends on, because you got to be careful what time you eat. That joker was 300 and something. After this cranberry salad. You see what I'm saying? That's, a, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. You, it's crazy. But that's what that's a generational uh, recipe. Yeah. So I have to change that choice. So I said, oh, I can't do that. So now going forward, I have to do like a smaller bowl. But when once you eat it, you can't eat a small portion. And so those are things that we have to change. Wow. Wow, that's that's crazy. It went all the way up to. It went all the way up to. And I was like, it's good. It was it was just worth it. But that's something I can't do all the time. But those are things. So think not just that salad, but there there are recipes and things and choices that we make. You raises, you know, they make our diagnosis, you know, even worse. But we're so used to doing it because it runs through our family. So those are things that I, I have to stop the cycle and the patterns. I have to break the sequences. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. So we when we were on the phone, the first time we talked about the the podcast, you were telling me something about um you heard you were watching something about the gener that said something about the generational choices. Mm-hmm. Now you did explain that in the beginning and you brought up the food again. Um what I noticed is when we like we have the parties, we eat the food that we eat that we Thanksgiving, we you have know, the same you thing. Know. You already know. We already know. You already know. You know. Right. Right. So, what we have done in my family, um, I remember it was either Christmas or it was New Year's. Because, you know, you eat the same thing for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. Mm-hmm. We changed it up. We had, like, a, a taco bar. And my one of my aunts made enchiladas. Like, we ch- we actually tried something different yeah. instead of eating the same, same traditional thing. food. So, yeah. I feel like we are just so comfortable with tradition yeah. that, like, if we yeah. come in on Thanksgiving and you see seafood, like, we have a seafood boil for Thanksgiving, you're going to be like, Where's I want dressing? some dressing. <laughs> I want some sweet potatoes. What a macaroni. I don't like we're going to be upset. Yeah. So I feel that it's okay to treat ourselves. Absolutely. I, I don't think myself. you should just go. No, 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 no. Turkey. And I don't. And and I and I, I don't. And, and there's some days I still got to remember that I am married and we do date and we do go out. And so those days I'll, I'll eat a great meal uh, and, or I get something fried that I like. Not too often, though. I don't do a whole bunch of fried. But we'll go out. I still eat pizza. My husband, that's his number one meal, go-to meal. So I still eat those things that I just don't do it all the mm-hmm. time. And I and, and I watch my portion control. Because I know sometimes, because the other day he was like, um, I'm ordering a pizza. I'm like, okay, I got to find me something to eat. He said, no, you're going to eat some pizza. And so, you know, <laughs> so I had a small, and then he was like, that's all you eat. So I had a small piece of pizza. That's, that's where I'm at. You know, because I still, I'm trying to be on this meal plan, dude, you know. So <laughs> so he was like, okay, just eat one piece of pizza. So I still, you know, there is days, like for Thanksgiving, uh, you know, I wasn't on the meal plan, but I still kind of stay close to what I do. But I did do, um, I, I did dressing. I love dressing. So I did dressing. But everything, all the other stuff, sweet potatoes and all that, I really didn't do. I just kind of did little greens and maybe some grilled chicken, you know, or something, you know, not fried. And so I, I kind of stay there. But then some days that we go out and I eat a, a, a great meal and I don't feel guilty. You know, sometimes you'd be like, man, I feel guilty. I don't feel guilty because I know my life is uh, 
It's not, uh, ladies told us when I went to a conference, your life will never be balanced because that means everything will be even. But for the most part, I try to keep, she called it harmony. So I try to keep my life harmonized. Everything, you know, that runs smooth and well. That's my life. I, uh, uh, I'm, I'm three years in now. And so I think, you know, they say after 30 days, you know, it should, should come a habit. Mine's is a habit now. I mean, it's it's not a habit now. It's a lifestyle. And so when you're trying to change your life, when you're trying to uh, uh, heal, when you're trying to be better and, and, and get healed with the whatever you're diagnosed with, with every sickness and disease, you got to be consistent and you got to make it a lifestyle. Just like salvation is a lifestyle for me. You know, I, I, I ain't trying to double do double dutch. I ain't in and out. That's my life. It's been my life for a long time. So if I, like you said, if I can do spiritual like that, I should be able to do my natural. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to, you know, I'm like, I ain't trying to hurt Jesus. <laughs> I, you know, I ain't trying to go out there and do the most. And I, and I'm not like that. So, so if I'm, if I, if I'm real adamant about that in my spiritual wall, I should be adamant about it for what I put inside my body. One temple, we get one. Yeah. Well, you know, we ain't coming back, you know, reincarnate in another body or whatever. <laughs> we get one chance to make our temple what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And so I, I can't I can't afford now to have my temple broke down because I'm trying to build our ministry. I want ministry to be off the chain. I want it to be all I don't want to die with my gifts not being used. So what it, I, I, I want to go to the great empty. They're going to be like, oh, it's just a body. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> right. you go to the, because I know my cousin, I know she had some books in her. I know my dad has some hosts, a lot to do. And I want to, I want to go to the grave emptied out, you know, emptied out everything that he told me to do. I, I've been doing a lot of outreach, been going to a lot of uh, 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 women's shelters. I couldn't do that if I was sick. Yeah. And so now, I need to go out like he did, and you know, out in the highways and the byways. But if I got sickness and disease, I can't go touch other people and love on them. I don't want to go in a wheelchair. I don't want to go on a cane. I want to roll up in there on my feet and be able to minister to them effective. And so if, if I say, be thou may hold, they'll see a hold me. Yeah. That's real. And all three, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not, 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 just, one, not, not one, not two, all three. So as he told the lady, he said, be thou may whole. That means I'm complete in every area of my life. And so, but the big thing is I got to make sure that I grab this diagnosis and kill it. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's not, no, let, let me, let, let me back up. That's, that's what, what I'm, I'm doing. doing. Yeah. 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 That's definitely good. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. That is actually our time today. Um, you can go ahead and share this and this podcast will be up. We are recording and doing a podcast. I want to thank you so much for coming. Oh, she was our first guest yes. on the podcast, y'all. So I'm so excited about where this is going. Um, we'll be back next February 14th, February 14th. Um, in February, we'll be actually doing two lives instead of one because it's Black History Month. So you'll be hearing more about that. Thank you for everybody for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. So thank you guys. Bye. Bye.